0: We have 45 years here of events. I'm at Peg Rider's house, and we're sifting through piles of Snowdown pamphlets and newspaper clippings. Picture of the poster. Peg is a longtime member of the Snowdown Board of Directors and the keeper of the event's history. Here's the schedule of events for 1992. Each year, the board chooses the theme from all the ideas submitted by community members. Hopefully we pick something that's gonna be fun that lends itself to a lot of different events and good costumes, because that's part of Snowdown, as everybody dresses up. (laughs) In 1992, people dressed up in polka dot shirts, large shoes, white face paint. That was the year known as Clown Around Snowdown. Durango was basically a big top circus show for five full days.
1: We had a clown
0: makeup workshop. And if you're into clowns and clowning around, that was the year for you. But I've always wondered about the people who lived in Durango in 1992 who were very much not into clowns. It's a real thing. Cholrophobia, the fear of clowns. I had some pretty bizarre-looking baggy maternity clothes in my closet, and they were really ugly, and that was basically what I wore. (laughs) Back then, the organizers weren't thinking about those with an aversion to clowns. I talked to several longtime leaders of the Snowdown crew, and they all remember the event in purely positive terms. Here's Peg Oaksenreiter, Janet Lee Hogan, and Mike Smedley. You have a town that
2: is filled with clowns. You know, there were all kinds of clowns. We all ran around with red noses. I mean, that's an easy thing. You can put on a red nose, and it's unmistakable that you're a clown.
0: I had one of those multicolor Afro wigs. I
2: had a, um, a really ugly jacket that had a bunch of beehives on it. Had a mustache too. what the hell was I thinking? Big floppy
0: shoes on some people and giant clown combs and wigs and squirting flowers, colorful ruffled collars on shirts.
2: I was walking down the street and I saw these tourists that just happened to be here. They're just looking around and they see all these clowns. and they said, "This town is filled with clowns. And my response is and and your point. Imagine, Main Street restaurants
0: overflowing with clowns of all kinds. Clowns in the supermarkets and at the gym lifting weights. Clowns on the sidewalk at night in packs roaming from bar to bar. Maybe two clowns get in a fight over a parking spot at the post office. Clowns going to jail. None of this happened, as far as I know, but it's possible. Still, organizers like Mike Smedley remember good, wholesome fun,
2: with the occasional slightly weird edge. There was a a golf tournament, but it's done in the middle of bars and restaurants, in the middle of the day. 1992 was the year
0: Snowdown introduced Outlaw Josie Pete's golf tournament which involves putting a golf ball through various businesses along Main Street. Mike was in Carver's restaurant one
2: Saturday morning when a clown with a lousy swing showed up. I mean, how can you screw up a golf shot in a, in a restaurant? Anyway, he shanked it wildly to the left and the ball rolls underneath a, a table of this family that's just you know trying to have a Saturday brunch. And he just comes over to the people on the table and says with a straight face, you mind if I play through? And they just kind of looked at each other and shot each other furtive glances and said, well, sure. And so he just chips it out of there and continues on with his shot.
0: The idea for Clown Around Snowdown came from Rick Armstrong, who became obsessed with clown makeup at a rodeo in Missouri. It was a rodeo clown who got his hooks into Rick,
1: And one of the uh, clowns that was in the arena with the animals and the riders had an especially good makeup. He had blended colors together. It wasn't just red lips and big eyes. I mean, this young man had really taken some time to put his makeup together. After that, Rick started taking clown makeup classes. Wigs and hats and costumes, blending the face makeups and how to make a red into a pink where to put things on the face, to accentuate parts of the face.
0: Rick thought a clown theme would be perfect for Snowdown, and the other organizers agreed.
1: It was a great theme that any any numbers of people of all ages could become involved in.
0: Well, not everyone. In a multi-year survey documenting American fears, academics at Chapman University found that fear of clowns hovers somewhere between 5 and 8%. That's not a huge number, but it's not negligible either. Other studies have looked into why. One reason is that clowns can be unpredictable. Another, you never know what a clown is thinking. And then there's a face makeup. Can you really trust someone who conceals their identity that way?
1: I have no recollection of anybody expressing concern.
0: I asked Rick Armstrong whether he'd considered clown phobia back in the early 1990s. Uh,
1: I'm glad that you brought that up. In my recollection, that was really before the fear of clowns began to take hold and none of that negativity was even mentioned.
0: Maybe the early 90s were a different time. Maybe pop culture hadn't zeroed in on scary clowns with sharp knives yet. Or maybe everyone with a clown phobia in 1992 hit the supermarket, stocked up on a week's worth of provisions, and went into lockdown. As far as I can tell, none of these people were friendly with the Snowdown organizers. I think the era was different than it is today. And this was before clowns were scary. At that point in time, people loved Ronald McDonald.
2: It was much simpler times back then. It was the before times.
0: Something that worked 30 plus years ago won't work today. And someone may look at what we did today, 30 years from now, and say, my goodness, what planet were they on? In 1992, we were on Planet Snowdown, surrounded by clowns. They're a fascinating part of human history. They appear in the mythologies of many cultures. They're walking contradictions, clowns. They embody fun and fear, laughter and crying. 30 years ago, the Snowdown organizers only saw the joyful side of clowns. But looking back, for a fraction of locals and tourists, clown around Snowdown might be the edgiest year in the festival's history. The Magic City of the Southwest is produced by Magic City Studios in partnership with KSUT Public Radio. This episode was written and produced by Kirby Bennett and Adam Burke. Project funding comes from the City of Durango's Creative Economy Commission. Find out more about us at themagiccity.org.